Worship Fertilizer, the what you need to grow in worship. It's brought to you by AdLib Music, who, in simple love and pure devotion to Jesus, is eradicating isolation and burnout so that leaders bear much fruit. Find out more at adlibmusic.com. Be a part of this podcast by submitting your questions and comments to podcast at adlibmusic.com. Here's your worship fertilizer. How songs are built. Why do I need to know how a song is built? I mean, why do I care? Well, because how songs are built enables me to learn it without playing it on repeat 18 times or rehearse it as a band without just playing through the whole thing eight times or know what I can change so that it's still fresh and worshipful after singing it for 28 times. It, it helps me to encourage a congregation to sing more without even asking for it. It helps me adapt it to my band, especially if my electric guitar player still thinks that solid state is king. Heroically decide to not play the song when I realize before Sunday morning that my rhythm section that carries that particular song just doesn't have what it takes to pull it off yet. So first, what are the elements that make up a song? Melody, text, form, and accompaniment. Well, and the accompaniment is the harmony, the rhythm, tone, the tempo, and the dynamics. So there's things in a song that you can rework, and there are things that, if changed, make it a completely different song. Text, form, and accompaniment can all be modified to different degrees, but melody is the DNA of a song. To change that is to change the song. It's no longer the same song. So we'll start with what is most flexible, the accompaniment. You may be able to change the chords and still sing the melody as written, but you may need to change what harmony you can sing with the new chords. You can change the rhythmic feel of the song, and it may still work, like laying a rock feel or a jazz swing or a pop groove on it. You can play the song with only an acoustic guitar or with a full band, but you'll need to play it differently to achieve a similar energy or feel or, or even style. You might use instruments the original author never dreamed of using. You can play the song slightly faster or slightly slower, about plus or minus 10 beats per minute unless you're uh, doing a drastically different groove. You can change the key, thankfully. You can play different voicings on the instruments, use capos and chord inversions. It may work to add or subtract harmonies. You can play a really quiet version or a really loud version. Sorry for the shouting. Uh, and you can ask, would this song make sense if sung a cappella? Or would this song work without a drummer or a strong lead guitar player? <laughs> and then change it will. I mean, the sky is the limit. In fact, hey, listen, next rehearsal, try playing the same song once with only the players on the left side of the stage, and then once with the ones on the right. And yes, the drummer has to pick one or the other. So how did it work? I mean, what didn't work? What did you learn? It's a fun experiment to try. The next section, the next part of the song is form. And a song may, might be written verse one, chorus, verse two, bridge, but you can totally sort of the bridge if you'd like, or you don't need to sing both verses. You can sing just the chorus of the song. I'll often repeat whichever verse I'm feeling that God wants to highlight in that moment. I recently uh, led Here I Am to Worship, 
and repeated the second verse twice without going back to the chorus and then right went right into the bridge because it just seemed right to be singing about you know god coming to earth you know humbly you came to the earth you created and all for love's sake became poor and then we went right into and i'll never know how much it cost that that whole sacrifice was it seemed to be more real uh, tying it to that verse so hey it's outback steakhouse here right no rules just right the next is text Sometimes you can slightly alter the text and still keep the song as it is. You know, you can personalize a pronoun, for instance, or you might change uh, a chorus on the third time around from God is great to God, you're great. Or you might be uh, able to change he to you. Uh, but if you change up too much, oh, praise him, he is holy. Uh, sung as I praise you, you are holy. It just doesn't really work. It, and be careful here, though, you know. Uh, purists might harpoon you after the service in love of course uh, some of us feel like changing the uh, sloppy wet kiss in how he loves to any of the dozen substitutes for the original lyric really ruins the song and some of us can't stand the original so alter with taste and tact and good reason but melody <laughs> nope don't change that Every note and every rhythm is foundational to that song. It's the only thing that separates it from every other song. Think of it as the DNA or the fingerprint. And if you don't sing true to the original, your singers will have a hard time following you, and the congregation will be certainly have trouble following you and singing along. And now this might be very likely one of the main reasons they don't sing if they aren't. Now I know, I know, your artists and you're just expressing yourselves. Good for you. And you are, but you're servants first. Dan Wilt says that we should worship first and play second. Well, in the same same vein, you must be a servant first and an artist second. So there's lots of ways to being creative and artistic, but altering the melody, it's not one of them, unless you're teaching it as a completely new song. Thanks for taking time out of your day to grow with the Worship Fertilizer. With each fertilizer, you'll grow in worship in musicianship, in leadership, in relationship. It'll be just what you need to grow. Be a part of this podcast by submitting your questions and comments to podcast at adlibmusic.com. You can also learn about further coaching opportunities at adlibmusic.com.